Lou and Matt podcast. Oh, I got this. The Borders 105.7 Triple M. And here we are, Friday already. I actually think this week went really fast, or is that just me? Yeah, every week goes fast. Kind of does, because it's like Groundhog Week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what are they? There's a thing that says, you know, obviously as you get older, the time goes faster. Well, like for me, just a week feels like a day used to feel back when I was a kid. Yeah, it's interesting. I asked my kids that just recently. We were talking about it and they said, nah, since the whole COVID thing has been happening, it, it's going faster. Time is just... Ah. Because they're not doing stuff. We're not getting to do as much fun stuff as we would normally do. And isn't it weird? We don't get to look forward to stuff as much. You know how like ordinarily yeah, yeah. you go, oh, yeah, on the weekend we're doing this or this. Well, there's yeah, none of, none of that now. So you don't look forward. Because if you're looking forward to something, time goes slower. Yeah, that's very true. It all just <laughs> It's all just blending into, it was like when yeah. I was unemployed and a whole week would go by oh, and I'd barely do anything. It's true. That's, <laughs> it is a little bit like it that. It is. Like it, 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 time just blends into one big lump. Yeah, uh, it does. And, I've, and I feel for... Three days have gone by and you've hardly moved. Yeah, you haven't had a shower. <laughs> That's what it was like. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. So, yeah, with that and the fact that when you get overtime goes faster, it literally does yeah. feel like... Oh, wasn't it Monday yesterday? Nope. <laughs> anyway, the um, the podcast today has your traditional, and we say traditional based on the last 18 months, mix of COVID stuff, as it always... Uh, does Lou, of yeah, course. well, because we have to talk about it. Oh, well, it's bloody dominating our lives. And other stuff, fun stuff, non-COVID stuff, non-pandemic stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's all about a balance, I feel, with life at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> it's very philosophical of you, Matt. <laughs> You're so philosophical. <laughs> I'm in awe. Just got a balance. For me, it's YouTube <laughs> and pandemic. <laughs> yeah, actually, I feel you. For me, it's um, any streaming service and pandemic. There we go. Yeah. Bingo. Um, all right. So we're in for a uh, pretty wild ride with some great stuff. So let's kick it off with this. It's with much excitement, Lou, that we, in a sense, virtually wave goodbye to our good friend, local uh, Olympian trap shooter, James Willett, because he joins us just a day before he flies out to Tokyo. James, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Matt and Lou. So, James, um, excitement, but I'm guessing a little bit of trepidation. Are you are you sort of concerned that things might not go ahead? No, not really. I've I've got faith that it'll all go ahead, and um, I mean it's going to be yeah a lot of restrictions and stuff in place over there. But um, but yeah, I'm I'm confident we'll get over there and compete and um, be able to represent Australia. So yeah, really looking forward to it. And um, awesome. Yeah, had a really really uh, good couple of weeks in our sort of training camp and um, feeling good and shooting well. So, yeah, yeah. Just, can't, just can't wait to get there now. <laughs> I mean, as ever, the, the media does tend to focus on, on the negative situations. But at the end of the day, um, as you said uh, right then, representing Australia, and once it all starts and, and everybody's watching our Aussies compete, we're just going to do what we always do, and that's support wholeheartedly oh, yeah. because it's so bloody awesome to watch Australians do so well. Um, so when are your events on, James? Uh, so the 28th and 29th are the individual trap shooting events and then the mixed team events on the 31st. So uh, by next Sunday, I think we'll be all done, which will be um, yeah, exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Now, obviously, whilst you're there, it's uh, we have discussed before, it's a different Olympics uh, to normal in, in that um, you will have to be staying, I guess, in your accommodations when you're not actually um, competing. There'll be no going and watching other events, will there? No, so we're pretty much limited to just to our venue um, where we compete and on our competition days, training days. 
Um, and then we're, we're pretty much limited not to, yeah, not to be able to go outside the village. Um, I think, I think you could leave if you wanted to, but, um, obviously, yeah, we've, we've been told not to and, um, yep. limit, limit exposure with, yeah, general public and, and as many people as you can. Um, and just, just stick to what you need to do and, yeah, and just, uh, just be really careful, I guess. Yep, yep. And how do you feel personally? How's your shooting been going? You know, I mean, do you, do you feel like you're in top form at the moment, James? Yeah, yeah, feeling good. Like, uh, been shooting pretty consistent over the last couple of weeks. And, um, yeah, I, I know I've got, um, you know, it's, it's all there, ready to go. I just need to be able to, um, yeah, turn it on on the day, I guess. But, but yeah, no, feeling good and, um, yeah, confident as I go in. Um, and, yeah, I've, I've done everything now and left no stone unturned. So I know that when That's I get it. there on the day, I'll, I'll be um, as ready as I'll ever be. So, yeah, yeah, just want to just wanna get over there now and, and just get competing. I'm just really curious, James, quickly. So most other events, I can imagine um, it's easy for them to find a venue. Is it easy for you to find a venue to train when you're, say, at the Gold Coast? Uh, yeah, there's there's a fair few um, Olympic-style ranges around. So there's there's um, the one at the, the Gold Coast where we've been training now. M- most of the capital cities sort of have a have an Olympic-style range. Um, so yeah, I've just you've got to sort of find them. They're normally outside of town a little bit. So gotcha, um, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. No, it's normally a few around the country, which is good. All right, now James, every single person on the border is is uh, going to be supporting you massively, obviously, including um, everyone that you've shot with over the years here. Uh, the shooting range up at Lavington, where we had that um, that shooting afternoon that day, James. <laughs> Which is awesome. That was awesome. I know, it really was. It was even Um, more awesome because I beat you. (laughs) Shut up, Luke. (laughs) Uh, James, we wish you all the best. Um, Go... Go hard, go strong, and let's let's see how you go, mate. We're so proud of you on the border here, and um, good luck with the events coming up. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on this morning, and uh, yeah, thanks to everyone for the for the local support. It's um, really nice to know when uh, I'm over there competing, I've got everyone, you know, wishing me well, which is nice, and... um, I'll be doing my best, so looking forward to it. There he is, trap shooter James Willett, uh, doing it for Australia and for the border as well. It's Lou and Matt. It's Triple M. Now, as as parents, uh, Matt, I oh. feel it's uh, I feel it's a parent's place yes, to Lou. give their kids a good education when it comes to um, well, two things in particular for yes. me: music, very important. You've got to expose them to some good music, but you've also got to expose them to some good movies. Mm. Some good movies from the past, because, you know, some movies are just, well, they just stand the test of time and are amazing. So I thought, the other night, I don't know what possessed me, but I was just in a Top Gun kind of mood. Yes, Lou. And I thought, you know what I thought? I feel the need, the need for speed. That's exactly what I thought, Matt. That's exactly what I thought. (laughs) So I thought, I want to see some jet fighters. I want to see some hot blokes being a little Mm. bit too friendly with other blokes. I want to see some Top Gun. So Sabine and I... No, 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 no. Anyway, so... (laughs) No, stop. Stop it. (laughs) So, um, so Sabine and I were just having a lovely chat and I said, oh, we were talking about movies and I said, oh, we've got to watch this and immediately I flicked it on. Good, good, good. She needs to to have seen it. it. Should have seen it earlier. And she just looked at me with a really quizzical expression on her face and she kept saying over and over, mum, why are you making me watch a plane movie? I don't even like planes. Why? I said, honey, it's out. not about the planes no. as such. I mean, it is about the planes because I love the Much planes. Much more than that, isn't I love, it? Luke? And I said to her, they're not planes. They're fighter jets. Damn right. And these guys are the elite. The best the of top, the best. The best of the best. <laughs> the Top Gun Academy. <laughs> anyway, 
None of my insistence impressed her. How did it go, though? She watched it, it right? She well. loved no, it. No, she did not. Oh, she said, Mum, she did the classic, this is the classic, she did the classic, looked at her phone and went, oh, Mum, it's getting late. I've got to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> I've got to go to bed. So we didn't. Did you throw her out of the house, Lou? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> so off she toddled. And yeah, and it was. I felt like I've failed as a parent. Oh, you have. It's like I'm. There are so many things that we need to teach our kids. It's still Daniel, though. There is still Daniel. I think he might like it a bit better. I don't know. Force him to be watch wrong. it. I'm, I'm intrigued by this, Lou, because you, you know I don't have kids or anything, but I love the idea of of essentially forcing your kid to watch something that's for their own good. Yes, I mean because it is. you need a movie education, you as you said, don't you? Yeah, you really do. And there are a lot of movies to choose from. Don't get me wrong. Like there are, I've got a lot of favourite movies. Okay. I love movies. Um, ha- how about we do this? One triple three five three. Um, what movie? Uh, I'll, I'll pose it how I feel it went down at your place. What movie have you forced your kid to watch <laughs> for their own good? <laughs> Pretty well, yeah. One triple three five three is at part of the attempted to movie education. And how well did you go? Because yes, I mean, you well, that's the other failed. question. How well right. did you go? Like it yeah. might be your favourite movie of all time yeah. that you've tried to get your child to watch, and they. Yeah. And they just didn't like I'm it. afraid, Lou, you were shot down like one of those MiG-28s. Was I ever? She buzzed the tower, man. She one triple three five three. Linalda from Berrigan. Uh, what, what movies have you forced your kids to watch? Uh, good morning, Matt and Lou. Uh, yes, back in the uh, 80s, I loved watching uh, Stand By Me and the Sand, Sandlot movies. Now, I'm trying to think of the Sandlot, Sandlot movies. I reckon I've seen one of them. It's, it's yeah, about, they're, they're about the Sandlot kids, which were books, weren't they? Yeah, that's right. They yeah. they made about three movies, and it was based on um, baseball and oh, that's just yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. and kids, kids having hanging. fun and kids hanging, just you know, walking without a care and um, playing without a care and not right a on. computer screen in sight. Oh, no, absolutely no. No phones, no nothing, yeah. no. And Stand but By Stand Me by. is one of the all-time greats. It's got River Phoenix in, in it, Rest in Peace, and it's a coming-of-age movie as well, and that's bloody awesome, that one, Absol- Absolutely, absolutely. It's just, it was a standout for me. I just loved it. As I said, it was just kids, just being kids and, um, you know, the dramas Damn they right. had to face, but they, they stood together and... Um, yeah, just just a beautiful movie. It is all so, parents I, should force their kids to watch that movie tonight. Thanks, Manelda. <laughs> Absolutely. Have a good day. You too. Bye. bye. Uh, Jason, now, what movie have you made your kids watch? Well, I've got uh, two daughters, Lou. One's now 18 and one's now 16. About right. four or five months ago, um, the oldest had a friend over and they were sitting on the couch bored out of their minds. Yes. Eight o'clock on a Saturday night. I've got the movie for you. Searched it up on Netflix and all that stuff. Jackass. They never <laughs> laughed in all their life. You did not make your jackass. kids like Jackass. <laughs> I did. They loved it. And did they so like... Now, yeah, then when I went home the next day, they had the second one on. <laughs> <laughs> and what makes it even better, there's a brand new one coming out. Oh, phenomenal. There you go. Jason, parenting win. <laughs> Tick. Yeah. Well done. Oh, see Thanks, Jason. No, you're right. Thank you, Lou. See ya. Uh, some du- dubious parenting uh, there, Lou, but I love that. Yeah, true. Now, I popped it up on our Facebook page as well, Matt, um, Triple M The Border, 
and um, some some great responses. I'm not the only one that thought Top Gun should be part of a movie oh, education. Yes. Um, Ange said Top Gun, the youngest, her youngest fell asleep, but her oldest cried when Goose died. Of course she did. Oh, and Of course she did. Beautiful. And um, Kane has a very good point here. Kane said, lol, wrong choice. You should have made her watch Hot Shots. <laughs> True that. Good point. True that with uh, Charlie Sheen. Yes. That was bloody awesome, that one. That was pretty funny. So many others as well. Um, I like Caroline's here. She just put Star Wars, oh. every single one of them. Wow. Isn't that borderline, you Jeez. know? Well, if the the kid didn't like the first Star Wars and then was forced to watch all the rest of them, whew, tell you what, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Thank you, Louise. The never-ending story, Mel, of The Sound of Music, Days of Thunder, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Drop Dead Fred. Oh, that's a classic. Now, my kids do love Drop Dead Fred. Um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Ray has said as well. Which <laughs> okay. I, there's a thought. Now, I reckon my kids might enjoy that. <laughs> Man from Snowy River, never-ending story, Blues Brothers. Jeez, there's a ton of them here. The one that I don't recommend is from Ian, Bad Boy Bubby. I think oh, we leave that one alone, dear, Ian. Ian. <laughs> Send the authorities over, stat. His mouth, he was joking. It's Learn Matters Triple M. And we're happy to be having this chat for a couple of reasons, actually. Firstly, because there will be some form of local footy on this weekend, which is terrific. But secondly, because uh, the man we're about to talk to, uh, we uh, talked to him off-air last week because he was due to chat to us, Lou, and he was not in great shape. No. Big Matty Sider, O&M, and now Hume League legend, had a nasty on-field accident against Osborne and broke his ribs and punctured his lung, and he's in recovery, and he does join us now, which is great news. Matty, how are you feeling, buddy? Mate, I'm much better than I was last week, that is for sure. I remember you guys calling, and I'm like, what is going on here? Picked up the phone. I was a bit groggy, and I'm like, oh, there's no way I can talk about anything with any substance at the minute. I was a bit out of it. So, yeah, much better this week. Good. Just explain for those that may know nothing about it. So, broken ribs, punctured lung. Now, I've seen you, you know, we used to work with you, Matty. You've had loads of injuries over the years. I've seen you come in with broken cheekbones, both black eyes, like all sorts. Is this one of the worst injuries you've ever had? This, I would say, the last two weeks has been the most painful I've had in probably, yeah, since I can remember or ever. Just broken ribs is just tough to breathe um, you've got to take a lot of painkillers so you can get full deep breath so you get all the air out of your lungs so one thing you doped up two you've got, I've got three broken ribs and the lung was punctured so it's Oof. it's just it's Jeez, just pretty mate. painful so right. on the men now so feeling much better well that's, that's good awful. that's good alright well let's uh, let's turn our attention to the Hume League because they've decided after a marathon board meeting to plough on and play this weekend which is terrific because we need some local sport I reckon And but what's what's exactly going to happen and, and, and what does it mean for the rest of the season so the Hume League have made a great call by continuing local footy um, which is awesome because the region needs it uh, no Victoria players can play uh, be- well, because they're in lockdown. Yeah. Hume League is a New South Wales-based competition, so they can go ahead. So some teams will not be able to field teams this weekend due to injury and players living in Victoria. So the Hume League have enacted a clause to where the premiership points, the ladder does not rely on premiership points anymore. Oh. It, rely, it relies on winning percentage versus... Uh, you're losing games. So oh. it's how many, wins you, how many wins you've had divided by how many losses you've That's had. That's all so, right. I like okay. that. Yeah. Yeah. So so this weekend, Billabong and Osborne aren't playing because Billabong can't 
put up a team because due to those factors. So, for example, Billabong are on 16%, their, their win-loss ratio. Oh, that, they won't play this weekend, but their win-loss ratio is going to stay the yes. same at 16%. So, yeah, and on, on the flip side of it, so say for Brock Barham, us, we're 58%. Say we win, lose this weekend, we go down to 50% because we'll be 7 and 7, and that'll just determine where we are on the ladder. Say next week, for some reason, we don't play um, and the other team agrees to it, we'll keep that 50%. We won't go down any further. Yeah, so it's just win. Your wins divided by your losses gives you a percentage, and that's where you sit on the ladder. I love it. I love it, and it, yeah, it means we get to play this, uh, watch and 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 compete and and enjoy the sport and uh, and not screw up the season completely. Well, Matty Sider, yeah. that's great news, mate. And of course, no O and M, no O and M, and no Tulangada, no Tulangada. No no so. Yeah, yeah, we'll uh, hopefully expect them to be back next weekend because otherwise it is going to be just a massive disruption. But Matt Sider, yeah. we'll talk to you again very soon. We're so happy you're on the men, big fella. Yes, yeah, feeling good, feeling okay. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, okay. Matty. Talk to you again soon. See you, Matt. See you later. So yesterday, uh, very excited I was because yesterday was V-Day for me, vaccination day, first COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, waited a month to get in, booked a month ago. And um, this is what happened. I'm sitting in a little cubicle with all cool writing all over the walls. I like this idea. Now, Clint is going to look after me today with my first COVID vaccine. Clint, have you been busy today Start to start off with? No, look, it's been constant. But unfortunately, with everything that's been happening with the... Um vaccine availability and that, um, yeah, numbers have dropped down. Okay. So, but we're expecting that to pick back up once the um, vaccine availability is there again. All right, Clint, now can you explain to me what is going to happen today? Oh, simply, you're just going to be vaccinated on your first dose with Pfizer vaccine. Okay. Um, first day, step in the uh, direction of being vaccinated to help prevent the um, spread and contraction of the virus. Awesome. So does it matter which arm it goes in? No, it doesn't. Um, generally, we go for the non-dominant. Okay, so just, my left arm well, in my case. Okay, just generally speaking, because um, one of the common reactions that we tend to find is it's akin to the old school tetanus injection, yep. where the deltoid muscle itself maybe come feel very heavy, yep. and it's not a painful ache, but it's just like a, an annoying ache. Yep. So we just suggest people to take Panadol and stay hydrated. I had the same vaccination, and. The, it was just a, an annoyance rather than anything else and it didn't need any Panadol or anything like that. Just stay hydrated, listen to your body and if it is required, by all means. Okay. So I'm not a shoe-in for a day off work tomorrow, is that what you're saying, Clint? Well, more than likely not. More than oh, likely not. Damn! <laughs> That's proven to be true. <laughs> yes, it actually has proven to be true. So it, it was all over very, very quickly. So, Clint, how brave was I? Ah, oh, extremely brave. If I had a chocolate or a, um, a lollipop to give you, I would, but unfortunately we don't have them at the moment. That's a little bit disappointing, I might tell you, because <laughs> uh, I was expecting at least some kind of treat. Oh, well, we do have cold bottled water for you, so that way you can stay <laughs> hydrated. Nice. Now, I've got to go outside and sit for 15 minutes, is that's that right? Great. Yes, that's the standard time that we have people sitting for, just purely observation, to make sure that there's going to be no um, adverse reactions or anything like that. Yep. And all good, you're good to go. Beautiful. And uh, now I can go home and I'll get the husband to cook dinner tonight because I reckon, you know, I deserve a bit of a rest. Oh, look, if they'd listen to me, I'd write you a, um, a, a doctor's certificate to say that uh, bed rest for 14 days, no housework, no outside chores, but, you know, oh, unfortunately I'm only a nurse and they yeah. don't listen to us too much. 
All right. Now, how'd you pull up, Lou? Um, really good. And exactly what Clint said, I just had the sore arm. Like, if you've had a tetanus injection, it does, it hurts your arm. Um, but apart from that, a little bit kind of tired-ish, but nothing... Like, no, just a pretty regular day. I feel good now. All right. I feel there you fine. go. Get vaccinated. It's the only yeah, way out of it. what's happening at the moment in Australia with 13.5 million people in lockdown. Now, you can do it over the phone. You can ring or you can also go online to the VicGov website and you can um, book through there if you're in Vic and the same in New South Wales. Talking footy with Swatter. And a footy champion, Wayne Schwoss. It's our favourite part of the week when we get to talk to you. Good morning. Very good morning to you, beautiful Lulu. Um, and uh, is um, Knucklehead there? Oh, I'm here, Swatter. Yes, yes, I'm here. here. Ready to go. Baker. Baker. <laughs> surely, surely you're due for a two-week holiday, aren't you? <laughs> Not for ages. <laughs> Not for a while, Swatter. All right, oh, let's, let's rip into the games. Now, there is footy on the weekend, which is... Mm-hmm. Um, which is a godsend for a lot of people, I've got to say. Yes. So uh, tonight's game's Port Adelaide Ugh. versus Collingwood. Ugh. Thoughts, Swatter? Our oh, thoughts are that what we should do is we should consolidate our teams here in the AFL competition. Port Adelaide has been the beacon of hope for all of mm. South Australia, not Hasn't only it? this year through a difficult period, but in the eternity of the VFL and the AFL. And I think that this is the only Adelaide team that we need to see, and they will beat Collingwood. That is a disgrace. They will. You're right. All right. Uh, Carlton, we'll, we'll wait till we get to the game of the round, which is coming up later. Carlton and North Melbourne. Swatter. Uh, this is actually going to be a good game. The Blues were really good last week. Very good. Kangaroos have turned the corner, starting to show some good signs. I'm actually going to think, I'm going to say that Carlton will win in a very closely fought game. Now, Swatter, I've got to be honest. Last week, the Lions did disappoint. Oh, um, two weeks running. Shut up, Matt. Part of the, part um, of the plan, Lulu. Who even asked you, Matt? I'm talking to footy expert mm-hmm. Wayne Schwartz. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> so the Lions against the Gold Coast Suns. Now, if, if we don't win against the Suns, Swatter, I mm-hmm. think it's it's pretty well over for us, isn't Whoa. it? Lou, we oh. have had a number of conversations, Fakes and I. I've been on a Zoom call this morning at 5.35. Um, we've nutted this out, fairly confident that we've done what we've needed to do for the rest of the competition, and now it's game on. You we have face, some Luke. very, very play, big plans uh, in place for Gold Coast. They won't enjoy it. We'll be back. And I'm going to put through another call for another. All right, I'm looking Gavin forward to too, which is good on. news. Uh, yeah, yeah we'll right. spifflicate them. Yeah, the beautiful. Eagles and St Kilda—that's uh, at Optus well, big game of big game of footy. It helps that it's played at home for the West Coast Eagles, but the Saints are playing magnificent football again, and they will win. Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs. Another big game of footy. I'm actually going to go with the Bulldogs because an upset. Okay. Here. Yep. Yep. And uh, speaking of upsets, it's the game of the round because I'm one upset just thinking about it. The Hawks are uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Hawks are imploding, uh, Swatter. It's finally happened. Clarkson um, is is not going to be there next year. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm putting my name to that, and it's mm-hmm. all falling apart. The Crows will win mm. by thirty. And once again, you're stepping into my territory and giving opinions where you have no right or no knowledge to put your opinions on the table. Remember, right. this is why you get me on the table. And, Lou, the way that I look at this game is that if you're out of form and you're really struggling and it looks as though everything is falling apart, there's one team you want to play to get yourself back on the winner's track, <laughs> oh, don't you and that is the Adelaide Crows. Yeah, get right. out. This is one of those easy, easy wins. You can put the four points in the back. It doesn't matter how bad you're going. 
you can look forward to the following week and go, oh, we're back in some good form. Yeah. So Hawthorne to do it nicely. Beautiful. If you're crappy and you know it, clap your hands, Adelaide oh, Crows. Sydney uh, <laughs> Swans and Fremantle on Sunday at Metricon. Uh, Sydney Swans will win it comfortably. All right, Playing Ge- very good football. Geelong and the Tigers, who are back after uh, beating the Lions. Uh, no, Geelong will be too good for the Tigers. Way too good for the Tigers. And the last game of the weekend, um, Essendon and the Giants. Um, no, I think the Bombers will win this one. Yeah. Not um, not overly impressed with what the Giants are dishing up at the moment. All right. Neither there, Leon Cameron. There we go. So, will the Lions fall for the third time? That's the big question this weekend. Oh, is it, Wayne Schloss, we'll well, talk will to the you news again. break tomorrow that the Adelaide Crows have been forced to hand back their license and go back to the sand. Well, you all have a good weekend now. Goodbye. <laughs> a COVID experiment is happening in the UK right now. Despite this new Delta variant, the country has gone in a completely different direction to us by officially opening up, with most pre-COVID, uh, most COVID restrictions lifted on Monday, despite 40,000 new cases each day for the past mm. week. Now, uh, we talked to my auntie Jackie and her friend Julie to find out what it's like over there. Have a listen. Well, we're sort of pre, but not really. It's kind of a a weird sort of backdoor lockdown, I would say. Julie's nodding beside me, my (laughs) friend. Um, So restrictions have officially been lifted, but um, Boris and his um, associates are are saying that we, well, wear a mask, carry on wearing a mask, carry on social distancing. Mm -hmm. And if you're pinged by the NHS app, you have to self-isolate for 10 days. Right. So it, it's not really out of lockdown, in all honesty, man. It, it hasn't changed in a lot of ways for most people on a practical basis. All all the businesses are, are open now, aren't they? And and sporting uh, like sporting events going ahead. I was watching the British Grand Prix just the other weekend, and there were yeah. one hundred and forty thousand people, and and so everything's yeah. essentially open in terms of business and stuff and sport and everything. Yeah, yeah, it is. But I think people are still nervous. They did such a good job of scaring us last year that people are just naturally nervous about getting back to normal. So they're they're kind of doing what they feel is right. Um, Jackie, have you um, have you had COVID at all, or know anybody that has? I know some people that have, but I've not had it myself unless I've been one of those people that have got it and have had no symptoms. Yes, I've, I've been double jabbed, as most of the people I know have been double jabbed. Yep, um, and it's really interesting reading and obviously talking to um, my sister about life out in Australia that you lock down when you get seven cases and we'd like to be cheering only seven cases yeah <laughs> I know That's true. I know it really is true um, but but are you yeah. you and 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 your friends and everyone are around you would you take this freedom and a certain number of deaths I mean the stats say around 40 daily deaths and 600 people going to hospital would you prefer that or would you prefer our strategy of basically no deaths are acceptable and and, and people are locked down straight away if there are any cases. Elimination, essentially. That's that's a really difficult one because, I mean, there are a number of people that die each year from normal flu and the numbers for normal flu were were way down because people just weren't coming into contact with any. No, No deaths is 
acceptable, but there's a point where you've you've got to live with it. For, that's what I think. I don't know if you would feel. I don't know. I think I would say I think when we look at the statistics and we see, I think is it 915 people have died in Australia in total. Yes, and we've something like 130,000. And, and it's all very well, isn't it? You look at numbers and things, but then you have to think that each one of those 130,000 is somebody's loved one. Yep. Um, so it's very difficult to to navigate and balance these things up. I mean, I think everybody we know is still trying to be really careful and we don't want to get it. And yeah, even though we've been yeah. doubled, we know there's a percentage chance that you could still catch it. And so, yeah. you know, we're not, going to be sort of going to nightclubs and going to big crowded sporting events um, and things like that So, but but yeah you know the legal restrictions have now stopped so it's not against the law to do anything you want to do yeah, but people yeah. are still exercising caution I think so it's 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 interesting that was my auntie Jackie and her friend uh, Julie it's interesting um because it's almost the opposite here in that the government's telling us what to do, whereas over there it's almost like they're saying, you know, you decide your own level of risk. Yeah, basically, because it's like, well, you know that these are the things that we recommend you do to stay safe. Um, If you choose to do them, fine. If you choose not to do them, fine. Yeah, It's, as you said, basically up to you. Now, the the only other thing that means that we couldn't do exactly what the UK are doing right now is that the UK statistics... um, as estimates are that 92% of adults have a degree of immunity protection against COVID-19 from either full or partial vaccination or past infection. Because yeah. obviously you get antibodies if you've been infected. Now, we've got nowhere near that amount because nobody's, very few people have had past infection yeah. in, in bulk. So no herd immunity from that. And obviously we're lagging behind in terms of the vaccination. So our only hope is the vaccination. At the said. moment, yes, we need, just need to get everybody vaccinated and... Stay as safe as we, yep. as we can. So, so much of our, our local sport, Lou, has been affected by the lockdown south side of the border and restrictions on the north side. Mm. Uh, NBL won the Southern Vale Homes Bandits. They've been caught up in it. And now I think there's two rounds now that um gone unplayed. Yep. Um, that would, I guess, include this weekend. But let's find out with the president of the Southern Vale Homes Bandits. Luke Smith joins us. Luke, good morning. Good morning, Luke. Good morning, Matt. How are we? Yeah, very well. Thanks, Luke. Now, a lot of people missing basketball at the moment. Um, what What is happening as far as uh, as the season right, goes? Yeah. So far, we've, well, we obviously lost um, around two Saturdays, or last Saturday, and yeah. this Saturday's been suspended as well. And it's all up in the air until we find out what the, the Victorian government are wanting to do. Hopefully yeah. they uh, open the state up and we can get back into it and hopefully get the, the two games we've missed rescheduled. So there might be some people, myself included, that would ponder the fact that some AFL footy games can be played um, and why not M- NBL 1? I mean, why why not? Why not? I mean, in front of, say, no fans, or would it just not be economically viable even to, to do that? Yeah, it's, it's pretty tough to play it with, with no fans. Look, it can be done, and as a last resort, um, we'll be able to do that because as all games are live streamed anyway, so people can sit at home and watch them. But um, yeah, look, really, at the end of the day, we just want to get the guys playing, and that's all levels of basketball from juniors all the way through to yeah. the NBL and NBL one. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's the thing, as you say, you know, people are just missing their sport in general, playing it and, and watching it. Um, yes. So with the two rounds that have been missed, what will that make a difference to how long the season goes if it does continue? Uh, there, there is some talk that um, the season may go a week longer and they, they shorten the final series, but that's just... Um, some talk from NBL one at this stage, but um, look, we, we'd love to get that extra game in. Seeing we, we've missed it, uh, we you know we may even have another weekend of double headers like we had at Wodonga a couple of weeks ago, yeah. which um, turned out quite successful. Other than we couldn't get a, a large number of people in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll we'll touch base with you obviously um, when you resume, and uh, and hopefully it'll be a really successful end to the to the season. I did notice on the website as well, it's now the Coles Express NBL 1. So that's that's good. It means there's some uh, a lot of worth in that, in, in the name and the competition, which is terrific. Yeah, yeah. The Coles Express have come on board across the NBL 1 Australia-wide. So, yeah, that's that's a good thing for the competition. And uh, we'll just increase the exposure of the NBL 1 and, and hopefully our club as well. So it should be good. All right. Fantastic. Well, we hope it's going to be back soon. Luke Smith, president of the oh, Southern Vale Homes Bandits. Yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll talk to you again soon when when uh, the court is in action once again. Thanks, Lou and Matt. Thank you. And there's a new video on YouTube called "The Future of the Entertainment Career in Australia" that shows the devastating impact the last 18 months has had on the careers of those in the arts and entertainment industry. Uh, one of the performers highlighted is Marcella Schooner, a circus performer from Henty, and she joins us. Marcella, good morning. Morning. How are you? Now, Marcella, as um, a circus artist, when was the last time that you worked at your career? The last time, oh, in February, March at the Adelaide Fringe Festival was this last year. Yeah, okay, so it was this year, but still, that's a good six months ago. So let's have an example of how uh, the periods have differed. So let's say over the last 18 months, just roughly, how many times have you worked compared to the previous 18 months before the pandemic? Uh, I have only done that last um, Fringe Festival in February, March. And then before that, I have done absolutely nothing. And before that, <laughs> pre-pandemic, how often were you working at your craft? Uh, probably about eight months of the year. The, the year before the pandemic, I was 11 months, just full-time work on the road. Yeah, so you're touring all the time. Um, yeah. Is it constant, always with one show or do you do you join different companies and do different shows? How does it work normally? I'm a bit of a show jumper and go yep. from different companies. Um, but the last year before the pandemic, I was with a traditional circus called Lennon Brothers. And that was just the one company for 11 months. So how tough yeah. has it been? I mean, financially, as much as anything, <laughs> emotionally, it would be terrible too, I imagine. How tough has the last 18 months been for you? Um, <laughs> are you trying to make me cry? Because I'll cry. Um, <laughs> financially, it's extremely difficult because I'm... Um, in my position, I wasn't able to get JobKeeper because I was between companies. I was on JobSeeker, but I've also had the most amazing parents and they've supported me and housed me. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but emotionally, it's been probably the hardest because I just feel like I've lost my identity. I don't really know um, what I'm meant to do or who yeah. I am kind of yeah. without performing. Yeah, and I guess, and that's the thing. I mean, you've chosen this as your career. Um, do you feel hopeful that, things will get back to normal? Is that something that, I mean, it must be difficult to maintain hope. Yeah. it's Like I said before, like I've um, got the Henny Field Days coming up and like I just keep my fingers crossed that I'm able to 
go back to performing and things like that. But at the same time, in the back of your head, it's always like it could change any day. It, you know, it could get shut down, anything. So yeah. you, even if you book gigs, you don't know. So it's like you hope they're going to happen. But at the same time, it's like, well, I have to find something else. Just in case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the video, which is uh, titled The Future of the Entertainment Career in Australia, it also features our very own Steve Bowen, who we're very familiar yep. with, and, and mm. a number of other people in the entertainment and, and arts industries. It's, it's, it's a cry, really, for support. What what are you kind of asking as an, as an industry, a group of industries? I feel like it's just about fairness because there's so many double standards going on between the sporting industry and the arts industry. Like, um, how can you have... A stadium full of people but you can't have a live music or a you know something out which because we could be put in the same stadium you know a lot of people could put on a show in the stadium and have that same thing but it's just not there it's not an option for us right now so it's like how can you double standard that kind of mm. thing I think that's all we're kind of asking for is just fairness and because you know as artists we're always the first to step up when other people really need but we're going to be the last to be able to come back fully and we're the last to be supported you know, you go home every day to a type of art, like you watch TV or you listen to the radio mm. or listen to music, like on, while you're driving and things like that. And then it's also like, it's not just the performers, it's the performers who have their whole, you know, 20 crew behind them that have also impacted by this. So it's not just the performers, it's everyone else that works on the show as well. The yeah. title of the video, The Future of the Entertainment Career in Australia, it's definitely worth um, a view. Um, James Buster put it together and it's it's really illuminating. So go and, and watch it and then if we ever get a chance to support you in any way, um, we should as, as, a, as an industry. And hopefully we will see you at the Henty Field Days, Marcella, and we can have a chat about the awesome stuff that you do with the hoops. <laughs> yes, hopefully we'll be there. You can teach Matt how to hula hoop, Marcella. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, that won't go well, Marcella. <laughs> Thanks for that. Thank you. The Lou and Matt Podcast. Oh, I got this. The Borders 105.7 Triple M. So that's it for the Lou and Matt podcast for the week. Uh, we're back, of course, Monday from 6, Lou. Yeah, absolutely. Have a brilliant weekend. Or if you've already listened to this and it's not the weekend anymore, have a brilliant. <laughs> well, well done, Lou. Well said. <laughs> Maybe this is a time capsule situation. Maybe. Someone's listening in 2053. Do you think? I don't and know. Am going, I still alive for everybody? Let me know. Is the pandemic over yet? <laughs> yeah, is it, is it out of lockdown in Victoria? Uh, we'll catch you Monday from 6. <laughs> it's Lou and Matt. It's Triple M.